Hello and welcome in to We The Fans. I am Joe Hunk. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Hunk. You can follow me on Facebook at Joe Hunk. You can follow me on Instagram at Joe Hunk. It's extremely simple for you to do as you are listening to us here on KCPN. Let us know where you're listening at, where you're listening from, because we have a lot of people obviously in the southeast that are listening here on to KCPN and we the fans and of course Missouri and Kansas with us being broadcast on KCPN. Don't forget that we have a ton of shows coming up throughout the week. In fact, I believe our girl Gat was talking uh, just a couple of days ago, matter of fact, yesterday, uh, last night, about how we have at least six to seven shows being broadcast uh, every single week that you can watch. Now, uh, let's see. Uh, Gat says, I think I'm in Kansas City. I'm not sure which state. Well, that really depends on what side of Kansas City you're in, see? And, and obviously somebody that has been to Kansas City as many times as I have, I should know this about which side. I hear the KCK side is kind of, mm, that's the side you want to live on. It's better than the KC Mo side. Just throwing it out. That's what I've heard. It's just me hearing some things from my people. If you want to be really corny, I could say people with boots on the ground to make it sound like being in Kansas City is an act of war. I don't really know why it would be, but that's the way they are. But welcome in on a Monday. Look, the reason why we were going just a little bit later than our uh, 12 o'clock that we normally do here on KCPN is mainly because so much crap is going down. SEC-wise, that we really kind of have no clue as to how this is going to change minute to minute. And when I say that, you've had another game canceled. Ole Miss and Texas A&M has been postponed. Uh, we do not know if that game's going to be made up. Over the weekend, you had a bunch of games postponed. Alabama LSU was postponed. Texas A&M and Tennessee was postponed. Georgia-Mizzou. That got postponed, and Auburn, Mississippi State all got postponed. As of right now, only Texas A&M and Ole Miss have been the games that have been postponed. But with the way the week is going, that could change at any point in time. I'm actually supposed to be in Jordan-Hare for Auburn and Tennessee coming up a little bit later on in the week on Saturday night, which should be extremely fun. So if you've got a good book suggestion, I need you to send that my way. And uh, the reason I say it is because I have went through a ton of books over the course of the past two or three weeks with all the driving that I've done. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights, is probably my book of the year that I have read so far. Um, I'm going through the Amityville horror story now, and I don't mean like watching the movie. I'm talking about actually going through the book, which is extremely in-depth. And I only listen to it at night because that's the only way that you can listen to the Amityville Horror Book is is on night, is at night. And so um, there's things that I have actually, I've not seen either one of the movies, either the original or the remake um, in years, which is really odd because Halloween just came and I didn't watch Amityville Horror at all. But um, I can't remember how much of the book is actually in the movie, but the book's pretty gnarly. I mean, it is it is absolutely 
pretty gnarly to uh, to be going through. And yes, it, it doesn't seem like a very good idea. Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I was driving home from a high school basketball game that I did a play-by-play on, and it was about 11.30 at night, and I'm on the interstate, and nobody else is around, and it's going through uh, all the different creepy occurrences in the Amityville house as it is taking place. Brian, we welcome you on, bro. Uh, Brian is one of our huge supporters uh, for River Region Wrestling, which is going to be back at the very beginning of February. In fact, the first Tuesday after the Super Bowl, that is when we are going to end our hiatus with River Region Wrestling. And uh, if you missed our pay-per-view that we had last Thursday night, go back through the KCPN video archives Watch that sucker because it was magnificent. Simper fight night. It ended with a hell in a cell match between the lone wolf, the self-proclaimed alpha of River Region Wrestling, taking on the champ, Yorkie, in a hell in a cell match that literally almost tore down the cage. So make sure that you go and you watch that. It was a fantastic one, and that is one of our many podcasts that we have going on here on KCPN that you can watch and listen to wherever you so choose to do so. But, uh, yeah, that's what I was I was watching, and I was listening to Amityville Horror driving in at night. So that was, uh, yep, he watched, and my boy, a wolf t- tore it down. He absolutely did, and he is the brand new River Region Wrestling Champion. He absolutely is. So if you want your lone wolf gear, make sure that you go to Territory Wrestling Tees and get that Defend Your Territory t-shirt that you can get for 10% off by using that promo code R. R R. I actually have a, a new Raised on Wrestling uh, sweatshirt that I'm meant to be rocking today, but it came in and went to a different address, so I've got to go pick it up right after this show's over with. But make sure that you go get your uh, your Lone Wolf gear uh, at Territory Wrestling Tees and let them know that, that we sent you there by using that promo code RRR. So I need some book suggestions for going as I drive to Auburn for the Auburn-Tennessee game, if it does happen, because the unfortunate thing with this football season is not only are you having to update and talk about the games that are taking place, but you also have to update and talk about the games that didn't take place. Auburn has nine positive tests, and so they may or may not be playing this weekend. We still don't know. In fact, that was part of the reason why I was kind of trying to hold off uh, on doing the show for a little bit is because we were trying to get some answers on everything. We got the updates on when the Iron Bowl's kicking off, when those last or that the November 28th slate of football games, when they're going to be kicking off. But the big thing is, is, you know, what games are and are not getting played. Texas A&M and Ole Miss is getting postponed because Texas A&M has had a COVID outbreak. And so that's the reason why they didn't play against Tennessee last week. They're not going to be playing against Ole Miss this week. And unfortunately, that's how it is kind of across the SEC. Alabama's only had one positive case uh, as of right now. In fact, Nick Saban, which the dictator that he is, and I mean that in all honesty because the man's brilliant, but he's also makes sure that he, he deals with every little minute detail. And all the players that went home during their their bye week, their original bye week, he did Zoom meetings with the with the parents and with the guardians and everything like that to make sure like, hey, look, 
This is what we don't want to take place. So with everything that went bad, we didn't get to see LSU get their teeth kicked in by Alabama this week. But what we did get to see is Florida kind of make a huge statement. And I think that through this past the past few weeks, a lot of people are starting to kind of not believe in Arkansas, but understand how tough they are as a football team. Sam Pittman, their head coach, wasn't even at the game because he uh, had a positive, an actual positive case. It had been confirmed uh, with multiple tests. So this wasn't a false positive like we've seen uh, throughout the SEC. So he was at home watching this game and Arkansas went to Gainesville and played extremely well as bad as it was and as many people is going to start questioning like well what do you mean they they lost by almost 30 points they lost by 28 they played so good and Felipe Franks in this return game that he had to Gainesville played tremendous didn't throw any interceptions had two touchdown passes and and he played like a very solid quarterback. I bet Arkansas would take Felipe Franks as their quarterback for the next three years if they could have it because of how well he's been able to do in this Arkansas offense under Sam Pittman. But Kyle Trask, this guy, you want to talk about somebody that's lights out? This guy is making a, a humongous case as to why he should be not just in the Heisman discussion, but also should be the Heisman front runner. And, you know, it's it's weird to say it in 2020 that this is something that's going to get talked about as much. The low man, the low man is here. Willie McCarthy, the low man who has just changed addresses. In fact, the lawman can be right by my side now as he has moved to a new address and has moved up here, brought the cattle with him. The lawman, how is it going, bro? But what were you talking about before the lawman hopped on was that Kyle Trask is straight showing out. Now, it depends on what side you're on because stat for stat, Kyle Trask is going to be the one that's going to have the more, I don't say more important stats, but he's going to have, have the one that's going to jump out off the page that the most to you. And where that's going to come from is the fact that his touchdown passes are so far ahead of everybody else in the SEC. It's absolutely laughable. Matt Corral is the number two quarterback in the SEC in touchdown passes. He's only thrown 22 pa- or 22 touchdown passes. Kyle Trask has already thrown 28. To put that into perspective, that is 12 more than what Matt Jones has thrown in just one fewer game. Actually, correction, I forgot that Florida had their outbreak. That's 12 more touchdown passes than what Matt Jones has thrown in the exact same amount because both of them have only played in six football games. At the moment, this is looking like it's going to be Mac Jones versus Kyle Trask for the Heisman Trophy. There's a couple other guys that could eventually start to make their way into it. Justin Fields of Ohio State is going to get talked about because Ohio State's like just now starting their season. Like they're what, two weeks in, three weeks in? Like it's, it's barely playing at all. 
And then there's going to be people like a Zach Wilson of BYU that may get talked about depending on how well they, they've talked about or how well he's done. Uh, Williams of Notre Dame, the running back uh, for them, which has done tremendous. Notre Dame played tr- fantastic against Boston College. And, and those guys are getting talked about. But this to me is Mac Jones and Kyle Trask. This is Alabama versus Florida. That is what this is going to be. Sippy, how's it going, bro? Let's get going on this Monday afternoon. Hope you're having a good day, man. How you doing? Where are you listening at from today? Everybody that's hopping in. We appreciate all the new people that are coming in with We The Fans going in on your Monday. A lot of times it's going to be on your lunch break or whatever it is. But we we appreciate you and getting in on that chat. Now, if you get on the chat, you'll see your comments are starting to roll in as we go. So let us know where you're going. Sippy's in, is in Louisiana. So sweet. He's listening from there. We know that McCarthy, the law man himself. Himself is listening from uh, from Huntsville, Alabama. Um, also, if you are listening in Kansas City right now, just know uh, that the Chiefs have just announced that Andy Reid is getting a contract extension. I just got that notification just a few seconds ago um, at, on my phone as we're going. So uh, that's a little news for all the everybody listening here on the KCPN that's actually in Missouri or Kansas. But the way that Florida is playing. I'm not going to say that they're going to beat Alabama in the SEC championship, but this SEC championship is going to be extremely fun. Okay, which makes me wonder. Okay, because we've got we've got a few people watching right now. As I just got finished eating lunch, let me ask you: If you are given tickets to the college football playoff semifinals or the national championship, But the only way that you can go is by taking the coronavirus vaccine. Do you take it? Because a lot of people are questioning, hey, look, I don't know if I'm going to take it. I don't know if I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to be. And I don't know if this is going to be something that I'm really going to want to do because a lot of times these vaccines kind of not mess up. It's not like the PS5 where you're going to have a bunch of glitches and you got to wait for a system update to kind of fix those, which if you've got a PS5, you're one of the extreme lucky ones. Bastards, all the bots want to get all the PS5s. Don't get me started, okay? Last Tuesday was very frustrating for me, okay? I tried like seven different times to get the PlayStation 5. And they kept being sold out before anybody could actually purchase one because people want to sell them on eBay for $2,500 a pop and $3,000 a pop. So, eh. But I digress. If you are and you had the ticket, that big, huge, bulky, those are national championship tickets. You know which ones I'm talking about. The ones that's got all the pictures and the cool designs and everything that you want to get the lanyards and you want to walk around with it right there around your neck. Like, yeah. I got me a, uh, a national championship. Uh, I got me a little, uh, my little card. And if the only way you could step in the stadium is by proving that you've taken the vaccine, would you do it? And the reason I ask is exactly what Sippy just asked about. Will Florida be- beat Alabama? That SEC championship game is going to be so much fun. And if you've never been fortunate enough because you you do live in in the Midwest and you haven't had the opportunity to go to an SEC championship game, 
you have got to do so, okay? Because it is one of the coolest experiences ever. It's and and it's a little bit different than the national championship experience is, but you've got all this build up to it and you have all these these coaches and players and teams and everything that kind of come in and fly into Atlanta. This is on a normal year by the way. This is totally different than what now. But on a normal you got all these players that come in and then you've got your your little fan uh, fan fest things where all these players are signing tickets and and they're signing jerseys and you can do your your kickoff experience and you can throw footballs and you can just have a lot of fun. But then you get into the game electrifying okay i've been to about three sec championships absolutely electrifying i went to both auburn sec championships in 2010 2013 i went to the auburn georgia sec championship game in 2017 which was the first one and the new mercedes-benz stadium in atlanta which is absolutely stunning it is gorgeous and i know that there's a lot of people in kansas city that was watching that are watching that really wanted kansas city to be playing in that super bowl because that was the d ford offside year it was it's absolutely it was absolutely magnificent um but there's so much fun to go to and if i was promised the fact that look we're going to sell out Mercedes-Benz. Tickets are going to be 4 and 5 and $600 just, you know, on resale markets just so that you can get in. It's going to be a packed house. But the only way to get in is to make sure that you have the vaccine and you have like a certificate that proves it. I would 100% take this thing. Because that's the only way we're going to get back to normal sports. So if you're thinking about these bowl games that are coming up in January, which they may be pushing some of them back depending on how the season goes. If you're telling me the only way that we can have every single fan in the stadium, I'm totally there. Like, look, and and this is coming from somebody that's an extremely healthy male that does not have any other – I'm not diabetic. I don't have, you know, other – other conditions that would make COVID worse for me. But if you're telling me that I can go to the national championship or I can go to the SEC championship or I can go to the Iron Bowl and we can have 80 to 90,000 fans there, it, I, I'm absolutely there. But to get back to what Sippy is asking about, will Florida beat Alabama? The biggest question is going to be to this, and it's something that's kind of happening today, that unless you, you follow this thing as deeply, a matter of fact, uh, the lawman and myself were talking about it before I went on air, is there's a rumor that Jalen Waddle may be back for the SEC championship game. And if that does happen, then you give that edge back to Alabama. Because right now, if you're talking about the two hotter teams, Florida is the hottest team as it is compared to Alabama because Alabama's been benched. Sidebar, developing news right now, Drew Brees says that he has multiple rib fractures on both sides of his chest and a collapsed lung on the right side of his body as well. So that means famous Jameis about to get himself some starts. He about to be licking them dubs is what he's going to be trying to be eating them up. Okay, it's really bad, but still, that's Jameis Winston's most likely going to be getting the start for the next few weeks for the Saints. 
Florida has advantages in a lot of places, okay? Their defensive line, much better than Alabama's. In fact, Florida's defensive line, matter of fact, I believe leads the SEC in sacks right now and tackles for loss. So just the defensive line alone is an advantage over Alabama's defense because they're not getting pressure on anybody. Like, they seriously are one of the worst teams in the SEC when it comes to getting pressure. And that is a horrific stat that you definitely do not want to be a part of. Right now, Florida is number one in the SEC with 19 sacks so far this season. Alabama only has nine, and they're tied for third worst in the SEC. Then you spin this around. Florida has only given up six sacks so far this season. Now, Alabama's only given up 10, but Florida's only given up six, and that's against teams that have a good pass rush, which Alabama does not. So you give the defensive line, and you give that advantage to Florida. The problem is, and this is where, again, and as great as some of these Florida players are, and Brandon Cox is playing very well, when you have those players, they spread it out with their sacks, which is what's so crazy. Zachary, Zachary Carter, that those players are going to be the ones that's going to be getting that pressure. Slanton, Miller, those guys. Alabama is better than Florida at wide receiver, and that's even without Jalen Waddle. okay? Kyle Pitts, even though he's injured because of the gnarly hit that he took, the second time I've used gnarly today, because of the gnarly hit that he took against Georgia last week that knocked him out of this game against Arkansas, even with the way that Tony's been playing, even with Zipper, yes, that's his name, even with those players, the fact that you can use they can use their their running backs out of the backfield and be able to, Kyle Trask has been able to throw them passes and they are actually able to catch them and run them for positive get yards. Some of those things, you still give the advantage at wide receiver and running back to Alabama. You give the advantage on the offensive line to Florida. We just talked about the sacks that the Florida offensive line is not is not letting. They have one of the best. Probably if you're looking at your four best offensive lines in college football right now, they all kind of have something in common. Ohio State, Florida, Alabama, and the fourth is Notre Dame. All of those teams right now are college football playoff contenders. That is where every bit of this starts. Okay, and do not care how good your quarterback is. If he does not have an offensive line blocking for him, he's going to be crap. Look at how much better Baker Mayfield's playing this year. Look how much better every single team who has had bad offensive play. It all goes back to the way their offensive line is. It's not a beautiful position. It's not a position that everybody pays attention to, but that is where this is all going to start. Now, tight ends. Obviously, you give that to Florida on there. So there's a lot of different gaps that you're looking at. Secondary, secondary, you're most likely also going to give to Florida. So it's very balanced when it comes to these two teams. Hotter team right now is Florida. Kyle Trask, absolutely on fire. The other problem that Alabama could have, and I know that we're looking way into the future, and I know that we shouldn't be doing this, but when there was only like three SEC games this weekend, that, that's pretty much what we're going to do. The other thing, and Alabama has improved over the last two or three weeks, but right now they're still giving up about 260 passing yards per game, which is only about 0.2 more than what Florida's giving up. So the secondary, as far as yardage giving up, 
that is about equal where you have to look at the difference is going to be at your interception rate. Alabama has seven. Florida only has four. And what's if you want to go, okay, well, that means Alabama is going to be the one that is going to be leading in that category. Malachi Moore, as well as Khalil Alam, 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 they both lead the SEC in passes defended as well. Now, if you look at passes broken up, that's where Florida leads it. So his team is very balanced as far as who would who would win what, who has got a better record than what, who is more likely to win over the other one. The problem is, is getting to the finish line. Okay, if Florida has another outbreak like they had a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if it's because everybody was back and all the classes were back in session and Gainesville party on, they were just going to rock out and they were going to party no matter who was there. And that's the reason why they had the outbreak. Alabama, I don't know if you know this about Nick Saban. Um, he is very strict and making sure that all the players follow the guidelines. And that's the reason why a lot of Alabama players haven't gotten sick. You saw the worry when everybody's going on their bye week. You saw that with Alabama. You've seen that with Auburn, Texas A&M on their bye week. They go back home. They potentially have the opportunity to catch it, which, okay, be honest with me as you're watching right now. And I know my hand's flying up right here. I only know two people that have gotten COVID. Two people. One of them is in River Region Wrestling. It's the only reason I know. But two people I know have gotten COVID. How many people do you know have actually gotten COVID? Because there's not many that I know of. And I know that this is the I know that the pandemic is extremely horrible. Look, it really is bad. Okay. But this is what's kind of dictating where all this is gonna go. Why does college why does the college football playoff committee not want to bump everything back? Well, that's because the stadiums that are going to be in use could, and most likely you're talking about stadiums that are connected with the with the NFL as well because outside of the god-awful Rose Bowl, which does anybody else, be honest, does anybody else not get annoyed with the with this the way that the college football playoff committee loves and I mean loves the Rose Bowl this year you obviously have the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl which means New Orleans Rose Bowl nobody else plays in that stadium except for UCLA but the national championship is happening in Miami I don't know if you've watched Miami play over the course of the last few weeks they're pretty good right now. They even even with the swapping from Fitzmagic to Tua, Miami's playing great. The way that this is kind of set up is the college football playoff committee gets that game in the semifinals. They try to have that on the bye weeks that these teams are not going to be in town or on the Saturday or Friday or whatever before the playoffs start. Matter of fact, if you went to the national championship game in 2000, it was the 2011 season, 2012 national championship game, the Superdome had the, the college football playoff national champ. actually it was the BCS national championship game, LSU, Alabama. They had that one night 
And then the very next night was the national championship game or flip-flop it. I should say the Saints and Lions played each other in a NFL playoff game and then flip it the very next night was the national championship game. So it could potentially be done. That's with an artificial surface, your sugar bowls, your peach bowls, your cotton bowls, those that have the artificial surface where all they have to do is just get the scrub brush out and just wash it up. They can do that and make that quick flip. I've done that before. I used to work at an arena that had to make these quick flips uh, when it came between basketball and like arena football and those sort of things. And it can be done. Your crew's working all night, but it can be done. But when you're talking about hard rock, you're talking about the Rose Bowl, if there were a game being played there, you look at a lot of these other venues you can't really do that turnover that quickly because the grass just doesn't work as well. And you start seeing the problems like you saw in Arizona, like you saw for Clemson and Alabama a couple of years ago. Just It just really doesn't work out to us. Selena, we appreciate you watching it as well. So it's weird that we're in the middle of November We still have about three or four weeks left of the season, but we're all kind of already focused on Alabama and Florida. I do think that Florida can beat Alabama. If they were playing this weekend, I would absolutely say Florida is beating Alabama because I thought that Florida may have a letdown game against Arkansas, but now their defense is not having to play this lights out Will Muschamp defense from 2011, 2012 they just got to make sure that they can hold them to 28 points. If you score less than 30 points, you're not beating El Florida right now. You're just not. And Florida, the one game they lost is because that defense gave up a ton of points to Texas A&M. You had turnovers in that game, and that was part of the reason why they lost. So on November 16th, 2020, you can mark it down. I absolutely believe Florida can beat Alabama right now. You get me to December 19th, you get it to where Jalen Waddle may be potentially back if because he got out of the cast today. Today he got the cast off. And so now it's going to be if the leg is going to be ready in about a month, which he has a little bit over a month. He has a month and three days to, to get ready for the SEC championship game. And look, I, we know Alabama and Florida are not 100% shoe-ins, okay? There is a, some different mathematical ways that There's a lot of teams that are still in this, Georgia, LSU, Auburn. Like, There's some of those that you could possibly say mathematically they're not eliminated from the SEC championship. It's Florida and Alabama. Like it is. That's that's what's going to be unless Kyle Trask gets hurt, unless Mac Jones gets hurt, unless Najee Harris goes down. Kyle Pitts stays out for a period of time, which I don't even think that's going to affect – Florida when it comes because of how well their offense played uh, on Saturday night. But the question is going to be, if you're the SEC, the whole talk is now two teams. Who can get two teams in the college football playoff? Because we don't think a Big 12 team is going to get in. We don't think that a Pac-12 team is going to get in. So now it's down to the Big 10 the ACC, the SEC, 
And if you want to throw the independents in, you can, but Notre Dame isn't independent this year. They're playing the ACC schedule, which is the reason why that Clemson-Notre Dame game was so big. So fun, by the way. Also so much fun. But that was the reason why it was so big and so fun because of how much it actually meant to the college football playoff. And what's crazy is, is there's actually, again, mathematical equations that are out that right now on in the Big Ten, there is a mathematical equation that says that Ohio State and Wisconsin both have a great chance to get in even if one of them loses, say, the Big Ten championship game. So now this is what you're looking at. In the ACC, the thought is Clemson and Notre Dame because Clemson's going to get Trevor Lawrence back. Trevor Lawrence and, and Clemson are going to beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship. And then, boom, there's, there's your potential for two teams from the ACC. Big Ten wants to say Wisconsin and Florida or Wisconsin and Ohio State. Those are their two. Spin it around, and now you have Alabama and Florida. How sad is this? And as you're watching, make sure that you follow us on KCPN, at Joe Honk, all those places. Do we actually have more than four deserving teams right now? And I say right now because Florida looks like one of the four best teams in the country. Alabama looks like one of the four best teams in the country. Notre Dame looks like one of the four best teams in the country. Ohio State looks like one of the four best teams in the country. Clemson looks like one of the four best teams in the country. And, I mean, Wisconsin's only played like two games, but Wisconsin looks like one of the four best teams in the country. That's six. We can only have four. That's the one difference between right now and a lot of other college football years. There's only a few teams. There's six teams now that really look like they have legit shots at the college football playoff. We can't even talk about Oregon or USC or any of these other teams in the Pac-12 because they've only played two games, which is why we can't also talk about Wisconsin. Spin it around. Oklahoma or yeah, Oklahoma State's already lost a game, but they're kind of like the best option from the Big 12. Gat throws in Kansas football is going to be in it next year. So we have six good teams in college football this year. And spin it around, I am totally shocked going the opposite side of this that South Carolina actually fired Will Muschamp. Was it deserving? Absolutely. Should Harbaugh be let go? Absolutely. But in 2020, when your athletic departments are losing 40 $50 million, $60 million in a year because of no NCAA basketball tournament this year. They are losing out money because you have donors that are not able to buy their normal tickets, so they, they postpone their, their donor fees until the next year. They're not donating as much. You're not making as much from the NCAA, and your donors themselves aren't making as much money because of the reason why they are going under and not making that money because of COVID, and you fire a coach now that you're going to have to pay $15 million to and then spin it around and you're going to have to pay another coach? It's not very smart. 
It just isn't. And there's a lot of coaches that may deserve to be let go. And there's some universities that may have some donors that are having a great year. Look, Alabama is probably one of those. They're a lawyer school. As many people don't realize this, Alabama is a school with thousands and thousands and thousands of lawyers. They're still having to go to go to court. They're still lawyers fees. They're still making bank. Hospitals, they're still making bank. Actually, they're probably making more money now. But there's a lot of people that are still making good enough money that they probably still can pay some of these people's contracts. I don't know if South Carolina has that donor. You know, every university has that one donor that they can go to and they're like, just get me out of this. Just please write this check. We'll name this this building after you. We'll let, you know, Aunt Becky will let your, your, your daughter in to be on the rowing team even though she's never rowed a day in her life. We'll do whatever we need to just so that you can help us get out of this little jam. And that's, South Carolina's in that spot. But the question is, is Hugh Freeze, because that's who, that's going to be your big name. He's got an undefeated football team. He's got a, a transfer quarterback from the SEC that's playing lights out. And they are looking like another team from that group of five that has an argument to be in the New Year's Six. In fact, there's probably a lot more group of five teams that have an argument over who should be in the New Year's Six than lot normally the big the power five teams. Because, yes, you've got your six. We just talked about your six teams that deserve to be in the college football playoff as of today. There's about three or four group of five teams that deserve to get that one slot for the New Year's Six. Marshall, Cincinnati, BYU, Liberty, I think that's it. So there's four, okay? Four. There we go. There's four of those. There are a lot more. The group of five, to an extent, has been a lot more interesting than what the power five has been because really, outside the Pac-12, we've seen enough of all these other schools that we don't really have to pay that much attention to them. Georgia has just, they're gone. Nobody's paying attention to them this year. That, like, we... You were, everybody was kind of paying attention to you and then you lost your football games and now nobody cares. You've lost your two and you've lost Alabama. You've lost to Florida. You're out. Ole Miss is just entertaining because, well, their coach can throw a clipboard 75 yards up into the air. I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. But they're 500. South Carolina, two and five. They're, they're already, their season's done. Kentucky's three and four. Eh, Vanderbilt, God love you, Vandy. Just God love you. Just help us get that virus. That's all That's all we're asking. Like, we're not asking you to win football games. In fact, if you didn't win another football game the rest of the year, but you're the ones that came up with the coronavirus vaccine, we'll give you an SEC championship, okay? You'll get a plaque. You'll get rings. We'll, we'll, we'll put a banner up for you. We'll throw you a parade in downtown Nashville, right down Broadway. Like, whatever we can do, if Vanderbilt's the one that comes up with this coronavirus vaccine, that is what we in the SEC should do. They should get an honorary SEC championship in football because they could possibly win it in basketball. They definitely can win it in baseball. They're one of the best baseball teams in the country. But football, we will give you an honorary national championship. and Yes, even a national championship if you're the reason why we get our sports back to the normal 
way that we're used to it. That's what we will do. And that is how we will end We the Fans today is the fact that if Vanderbilt comes up with a vaccine before anybody else, you get a national championship for 2020, you get an SEC championship for 2020, you get 16 rings that come with all those things, and we're throwing a parade for you right down Broadway before the Preds or the Titans get one for winning any sort of championship that they could in the next six months. That is how we're wrapping up. We appreciate you watching on KCPN. Make sure that you continue to do so throughout the night and throughout the days tomorrow. Don't forget, River Region Wrestling will be back the Tuesday after the Super Bowl. But that doesn't mean the Spoken's not going to be coming up on Friday. You've got Triple B coming up tomorrow night, which is our wrestling podcast. You've got our girl Gat, whenever she wants to throw one down and have you know her multiple podcasts. She had her State of the Union one last night. You can go follow that on KCPN. We appreciate you watching. Have a great Monday. We will see you next Monday right here on We The Fans here on KCPN. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.